Michael Keaton reprising his Burton era Bruce Wayne in a Flash Flashpoint alternate universe? Ah, the direct approach. I admire that in a man with a mask. And then the <laughs> E crowd goes wild as Danny DeVito is, is coming back to the Batman Flash universe. What if there was a Schumacher cut for Batman Forever? I think Rick Flagg uh, is done for. Chauvin, okay. I'm very concerned you got knives, you had to get rid of swords, and you have an empty bottle of whiskey. What is going down in the Chauvin Shire Shire? You should be concerned. Quarantine has been a real long time over here. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rockstars. The bat signal is lit and DC fandom is responding with huge bombshells about Robert Pattinson's Batman, Batfleck resurrecting in the Snyder Cut, even Michael Keaton Batman in the upcoming Flash movie. Uh, uh, Philip has also heeded the call, but we are being told that his bat suit has too many abs. This is Rogue Theory, the podcast that brings you the wildest nerdy hot takes on topics you can't stop arguing about. I'm Eric Voss, and with me today I do pitch Rogue Theories are Joshua Ovenshire, a.k.a. Joven. That's right. The King of Theories is back. It's a self-proclaimed title, but I'm keeping it. All right. Someone will usurp that throne if you're not careful, so you got to be on your game today. Also joining us, friend of the show and Twitch streamer, A-Trey. Angelica hey. Trey, welcome back. Hey, hello. Hi. It's good to be back. Uh, and returning to New Rockstars, but first time on Rogue Theory, host of the Only Stupid Answers podcast, our friend DJ Wooldridge. Welcome back, man. Hey, that's me. Hello. That's you. All right, guys, let's do this. DC's fandom is blowing the lid off DC with big announcements from Zack Snyder's Justice League, Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, The Batman movie coming next year, Wonder Woman 1984, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, and it sounds like Michael Keaton reprising his Burton-era Bruce Wayne in a Flash Flashpoint alternate universe. For the first time in years, DC rumor brew is boiling over like an uncovered vat of Ace Chemicals, and we're gonna dive right into it. It. Don't get me wrong, all those all those DC movie news sound great, but let's not forget the fact that we are getting some WB Games announcements as well, along with That's Suicide right. Squad the game and Gotham Knights. Come oh on. yeah, Where, we're getting, it's all kinds of media is going to be covered this weekend. It's, it's an exciting time to be alive. But I want to hear from you three, some final bets on the eve of the event. What do you think the craziest announcement will be from DC's fandom? Joven, as the self-proclaimed monarch of this, why don't why don't you dive in first? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, since they first announced the schedule, uh, my my brain was just going into uh, bat sense mode, and I was like, "All right, we're gonna be getting some pretty cool announcements." And it's a little difficult since it is a digital uh, event, but how do you bring that same impact, that same wow factor, but in a in a digital stage? And I think we do that with some major surprises. Uh, one of which it will actually include uh, the reveal of cast members that had not yet been mentioned. Now, normally in, in Hall H, you get like the nice, like, why don't we welcome Blink? And then, you know, Natalie Portman mm -hmm. comes out on stage holding a Thor hammer. Everyone's like, oh my God. That's right. So, that's right. <laughs> we are going to get uh, a lot of conversations around, you know, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League cut. This is the, the Snyder cut. But I think the biggest announcement won't be, you know, dark side footage or, or even an extra scene with Deathstroke there. No, it is going to be the reveal of Green Lantern in the movie as logging into Fandom in 3, 2, 1, Chris Pine's username pops up on screen and, and Chris Pine is there as our new Hal Jordan. 
not only will wind up in the uh, Zack Snyder uh, Snyder cut, but then also they'll be announcing his uh, his his uh, role in the upcoming Green Lantern TV show. Now, one would think, wow, Chris Pine, you, you can't really top that. Well, guess what, folks? They aren't going to stop there. The theories keep coming as we realize that there's other universes that need some more casting choices. And yes, we are talking about uh, maybe one of the greatest Batmans we've ever had in the 1989 Batman movie. Uh, but one of the other best casting choices in the Tim Burton movies, they're going to show up again as well. And you'll, you'll have like your little Zoom meeting, much like we're having right now, and then all of a sudden a, an extra camera will pop up. And, and it won't be any video, just audio. You'll, you'll hear like the mic fumbling and someone's trying to get there. And then, and then you just hear, wait, is this thing on? What? Hold on. And then the camera loads, and there he is, Mr. DeVito. Dan Nee <laughs> DeVito, as he says his, uh, his big line from, you know, uh, Batman Returns. Ah, the direct approach. I admire that in a man with a mask. And then the E crowd goes wild as Danny DeVito is, is coming back to the Batman Flash universe. Now, of course, it's not the same timeline that we got in Batman Returns, but yet we'll still be Penguin alongside uh, our, our 89 Batman. Wow. Are we getting Catwoman too? Uh, not in this one. Sequel. Okay. As we get our, our, our Batverse uh, uh, spinoff, because, you know, we've got the Pattinson uh, uh, timeline, you've got the, the Batfleck timeline, and now you're going to have Michael Keaton's uh, timeline, where, okay. you know, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer does come back as Catwoman in the uh, uh, also-being-announced Batman Beyond live-action movie! Hey! <laughs> hey, while we're at it. Wait, so I got to follow up here, Joven. Are you saying that uh, Chris Pine... Uh, Hal Jordan, is it the same character in the Wonder Woman universe, or is it just like a separate casting, same uh, actor? It, it's separate casting, completely separate okay. casting. Uh, she might see him and be like, oh, you look really familiar. And he's like, ah, no, never seen me before. <laughs> because, I mean, he is my Hal Jordan. That guy is, like, perfect in that role. If they could find some kind of bonkers way to, I, I <laughs> to tie was, him into it. was, like, earlier on, there were some rumors of him, like, actually being announced in, in Justice League before the first Wonder Woman movie came out, and he was cast in that. So Weren't there uh, also rumors of uh, Army Hammer was supposed to be uh, yeah. Hal Jordan at one point or another? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that. Who was then also that. supposed to be Batman at one point in time. So, you know, it's it's a very, like, it's just a cast of people. And honestly, with all that's the right. crazy things that's happened with the DCEU, I don't think recasting Chris Pine in this is too much of a stretch, to be honest. Right. I think it's even crazier that he came back for Wonder Woman 1984. It's like, we'll all find out in a couple weeks exactly what is going on there. Oh, there's a bunch of theories around there. Yeah. but uh, That was super optimistic in a couple. We'll find out in a couple weeks. That was a really optimistic like <laughs> prediction. Like, we'll all find out in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> we you know... I also wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, the ring finds uh, Chris Pine in Wonder Woman right before the plane explodes, pulls Ooh. him out of the ship, and he's just been in some kind of stasis on uh, uh, the Green Lantern Corps. So, that, you know. That's a way to go. Uh, well, Stranger it, things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Uh, Stranger things probably won't happen by the end of 2020, but uh, I'll still have hope for that as well. Um, as in the Netflix show. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, aww. Yeah, we all say. Um, I'm going to color code your theories with uh, two green roguey sparkle bucks uh, because that, that's two interesting castings there of uh, bringing back Danny DeVito for whatever this this Flashpoint movie is going to be. Hopefully, well, it's because we'll see some he like dies in the, in the pipeline and then just kind of keeps on going. 
pipes eventually break. He falls into a Lazarus pit, and that brings him hey. back, and that's why Penguin has never really disappeared. That's from the, the thing. Universe. Yes, yeah. in the in the DC world, all pipelines lead to Lazarus pits. Yes, we all get to have <laughs> our toys that we had when we were kids all over again. It's actually You're a big infrastructure two. issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of issue. Yeah, we gotta work on it. <laughs> Cross contamination, plumbing is awful. Yeah, and then all the Ace Chemical vats are uncovered. OSHA is so pissed. They don't have any proper drainage going on. So anyway, uh, uh, Joven, what are your two uh, sparkle bucks turning into? Uh, I, I'm going to be pulling those right out of the uh, internet screen. And we got a little uh, switchblade that I got when I was 18. Thought it was so cool to have my own little bucket knife. And I still have it to open boxes. <laughs> nice. All right. Yikes. Or is it just the first thing that I can grab with my right hand here on my desk? Uh, it's that. Well, I'm glad we're doing this from home. Interesting theory, Joven. Let's move on to Angelica. What do you think is going to be the craziest thing to come out of DC's fandom? Okay, so I'm glad that Joven mentioned the Snyder Cut because I was thinking that maybe there'd be something similar to that announced this year at fandom. And I'm thinking, okay, um, along the lines of Batman, again, because we all love the Batman, what if there was a Schumacher cut for Batman Forever? You're doing it. You're pitching yeah? it. Oh, okay. I, oh man, I, I heard some rumblings about that. I want to hear exactly what you think this will be. Well, I, I, I heard that, so Schumacher originally wanted it to be a lot grittier and it's just going to be a lot longer, but I think it's going to really de dig deep into Batman's psyche and how, like the come up of Batman. And I hope there's going to be some more giant bats involved. Um, just a, yeah, I don't know. It's something that I've kind of been hoping for for a while. And I thought that the the cut was really good, like the original film and what was it, 95? But I yeah. would love to see just like a darker, grittier version of how Schumacher wanted it to be. Seeing that film, I can't imagine anything left on the cutting room floor. But I think you're right. There probably is some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and Val Kilmer comes out and he like announces it. And then everyone's like freaking out. You if, know? Oh, man. Because Val Kilmer, isn't he on the, the schedule, right? We just did an episode of The Big Question where we looked at, we ranked all the different uh, Batman versions on in films over the years and like yeah Val Kilmer Batman did not rank that high but like he uh he's he's underrated I would say he is one of the like the brainier Batmans and I appreciated that about him he is the smartest he, man in the room usually he eventually... didn't make it above him did he? <laughs> no not at all Good. and okay. and there's a sizable gap between uh between Kilmer and Clooney. I could see Robert Pattinson's The Batman actually growing up to become Val Kilmer's version of Batman. Whoa. Which is wild oh. to think about because Robert yeah. Pattinson is already a grown adult man. <laughs> how much like when you watch how, much. I, how I Met Your Mother and it's like, but you're not, you're a grown up. You're not going to grow know, into a different person. Like Sometimes like two years of a lot of stress just really takes its toll. Hey, it's like the you, gap between Ewan McGregor at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith yeah. and uh, Alan, uh, Alan Guinness at the beginning of New yeah. Hope. It's like, wait, what happened in the past 15 years? Hey, when we were when we were kids watching these movies, those people will always be grown man adults to us. And Robert Pattinson will always be like uh, uh, the pretty boy in our high school who we wish we were. So he's always there's always going to be that age gap there. But you are, are you totally about right. Twilight right now? Uh, I'm always talking Potter. about Twilight. Oh, if you read okay. the Twilight, okay. I was like either Twilight or Harry Potter because I think that's that was his like 
intro into a lot of our lives. Yeah, yeah. well, and I got to say, though, because, you know, obviously Robert Pattinson has a lot of diehard fans from Twilight, and God bless him every time, because I'll, you know, he was in Lost City of Z, he was in Good Time, uh, he's yeah. been in a lot of really good movies, giving really good performances, and every time I tweet one of those out, all the Twilight fans show up, and I'm like, well, look at Robert <laughs> Pattinson, showing all these Twilight fans, like, really good movies. Yeah, there's not an active contingent of uh, lighthouse heads on, on Twitter. Yeah, but I would love to see, I'd love to revisit Batman Forever. I'd love to see that movie more explore his psyche because I think that is something that they did really well in that movie. I do wish, um, you know, the whole Chase Meridian psychoanalysis of Batman more affected his scene to scene moves in that movie. I feel like mm-hmm. it was just something like, here's our B story. Nicole Kidman and Val Kilmer are going to like, flirt about his uh, you know he's, she's definitely going to be breaking some hippocratic oaths by sleeping with a patient probably <laughs> but uh no but like I, I would love to see that more influential throughout the movie so the production design doesn't so overtake the movie and Tommy Lee Jones and, and Jim Carrey don't so overtake that movie as they did in the theatrical cut right please yeah. um, but I do uh enjoy your theory I'm just going to give you one roguey sparkle buck uh, Angelica, just because I, I think that might be, I think there's a lot of loyalists to the Batman Forever uh, theatrical cut that would come after me if I gave you any more. Okay. Oh. Oh, I like it. It's a cute little heart. Thank you for that. Oh, it, but it wasn't a heart when I gave it to you. Honey, I didn't it's give pink. her a heart. It's, 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 just, it's still pink. It's it okay. It's still rogue on my end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, DJ, what have you got for us? What's going to be the craziest big thing announced? Well, so you Daniel? said the craziest thing. I want to say, like, I think the thing we're probably going to be talking about the most is anything with Suicide Squad. Obviously, James Gunn has a lot of um, uh, fan devotion. Um, and I think yeah. Yeah, a lot of that movie is still kind of shrouded in mystery. Um, but again, going with the craziest thing, I think the craziest things that could happen, I could see a couple scenarios. One, I could see um, the heads of Time Warner coming out on a Skype call and just shredding DC Comics in front of people uh, <laughs> while people online just cry. Uh, I could see another scenario where like, where, like, people are dying on and you see Ray Fisher, like, oh, Ray Fisher. And then on the same call, you see Joss Whedon. And then on the same call, you see Jeff Johns. And then Ray Fisher just berates them for like an hour and a half. Um, okay. But I think I think what we're most likely to see that's the craziest thing is I wouldn't be surprised since a lot of these films were filming. Some of them got a chance to wrap. Some of them did not. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some costume reveals for uh, Penguin and Riddler and Catwoman from uh, the Batman. I think the biggest of those would obviously be Catwoman if we got a full costume reveal of Catwoman. Yeah. Not just her bike outfit. Yeah, because uh, uh, you know Riddler and Penguin are, are kind of notorious notorious for mostly doing variations on street clothes. Um, mm. But I think if we got costume reveals from that, I think that would be pretty big and pretty crazy. Yeah. What What's your um, concept uh, head canon for the Catwoman? costume DJ. Well, I think uh, Darwin Cook did a, I think he was responsible for one of the more modern redesigns um, that was kind of like the the kind of um, it was an homage to the, like the Emma Peel British Avengers kind of cat mm. suits um, that I've always thought in my in my mind, like that's Catwoman's costume. Um, Joelle Jones recently um, in her run on Catwoman just did a, a redesign um, that is pretty popular. I could see something like that, but it kind of, you know, they've really like you know, it's it's dark and it's gritty and it's grounded, but like Batman's still walking around in body armor. So you know, yeah. like it's still like um, I, I, it'll be interesting to see whether it's it's closer to something like Anne Hathaway's version from uh, Dark Knight Rises, which was 
uh, fairly practical, all things considered. Yeah. Or if yeah. it is, mm-hmm. if it is just like literally street clothes, and she's got like cat ears on or something, I would imagine it's closer to a more traditional costume. I'm hoping yeah. that there's a hint of purple to kind of give us that uh, yeah. the long Halloween purple outfit vibe because that's like the one that we haven't seen on screen yet. So. I think that's going to be the big question with the Matt Reeves Batman. Like, where is it going to fall on that spectrum between uh, functionality and aesthetic? Because, like, we've seen a really beautifully stitched together but not at all comfortable aware of your uh, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman suit. Um, oh, yeah. But Which is probably the best of all the Catwoman suits. It uh, looks sick. It looked great. But I, it I've, just made sense. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they have to sew uh, that on her every day? They did. They did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if it's going to fall somewhere. We've seen the two extremes. We've seen pure functionality for the most part with the Nolan one. So I, I'm, I think with the bat suit, every time we look at these set photos or these leaked images, we're kind of like, so how realistic is this world? You know, is mm-hmm. it a how? How do these weapons function? How do Batman's uh, gadgets work uh, in this world? Is it going to rely on them a whole lot, or is there some kind of like symbolic costume that that's why they're wearing? Uh, but that I agree, DJ. I think that would be a very very exciting thing to get some confirmation of it's just like an idea of the production design of this world um all right dj i'm gonna give you one rogie sparkle buck uh for your pitch what does that turn into on your end i think what it turns into is since it's just one it turns into this little uh stargirl lego i have uh, which i added to the set when we were doing our stargirl reviews only uh at youtube.com slash only stupid answers nice 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 uh all right three interesting theories we will be checking back in next week uh to see who is closest with the craziest i think it's gonna be something that no one saw coming i i mean last year or 2019 at comic-con i had no idea mahershala ali would be walking out on that stage right so i i feel like this is dc's time to to really surprise all of us so i'm and if you want to win over the internet you bring out danny devito so uh, i look forward to this uh, (laughs) imminent danny Danny devito danny devito is basically the mahershali of the 90s i think we can all agree (laughs) i think we can agree i agree with that take um all right before we continue i want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode uh first our friends at manscape so uh 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control but there is one thing you can control and that is how you shave your pubes. Um, our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so and to give you a chance to do so carefully, but cleanly. So Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. You might look more like Henry VIII than Henry Cavill with your shirt off, but you can feel great about your body hair situation either way, thanks to Manscaped. So let's uh, chat about this. The Lawnmower 3.0 has a 90-minute battery. So uh, if it takes you 90 minutes to shave your nuts, you're covered. You got uh, a lot of nuts. There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot down there. Uh, it's got an LED light. Do you see that? That's a bat Ooh. signal for you. Uh, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower or a swimming pool if you don't care what gets caught in the filter. Uh, they also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is a perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools. Keep your claws looking good, even if they're not adamantium. That's a different comic universe. Come on, it's DC Week. In fact, listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROGUETHEORY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code ROGUETHEORY. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. 
Also, we want to thank our friends at Hydrant for sponsoring this. So, summer's here. It's crazy hot outside. We all know that we should drink more water, but by the time you feel thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated, and you can't focus, and you, you feel tired, and uh, the blue dungeon starts covering all the surfaces, and I need water. I need water. Hydrant's here to help. Hydrant has created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix into water to more effectively hydrate your body. It hydrates you quickly and keeps you going for longer. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body needs, and it packs a punch to help your body hydrate fast and stay that way. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by an Oxford scientist. Whoa! My God, and is loved by pro athletes and has thousands of five-star reviews. It's made with real fruit juice powder and comes in a variety of delicious flavors, including a new summer-friendly iced tea lemonade and fruit punch. Actually, before this, I, I did uh, the iced tea lemonade because, you know, on a hot day, I always love a good Arnold Palmer flavor. So refreshing. It was the perfect way to beat the heat. And uh, even though it's not really part of the whole hydrant package, I like to make it a John Daly until I can't say Arnold Palmer anymore. <laughs> Hydrant is backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love it, send it back for a full refund, but you're probably going to love it. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 25% off your first order. Just go to drinkhydrant.com slash rockstars or enter our promo code rockstars at checkout. That is D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com slash rockstars and enter code rockstars for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash rockstars and enter promo code rockstars to save 25% off. And we want to thank them for sponsoring Rogue Theory. And lastly, we want to thank our friends at Magic Spoon for sponsoring this. When I was a kid, I don't know about you folks, I loved breakfast cereal. It was the only food I would eat on the weekend. I would wake up and I would plop in front of the TV on Saturday morning. I'd watch some X-Men, the animated series, and I'd have a big bowl of sugary cereal and it was Evan, and then I would stay in my pajamas all day and I'd go back to bed and I'd wake up at a random time and I'd continue eating cereal and I'd sleep with my cereal and make little forts and my cereal boxes and it was my little world and no one was allowed in. Well, I'm not a kid anymore. Mm, sure. But my body does not respond well to ingesting birthday cakes worth of sugar first thing in the morning. But luckily for me, there's Magic Spoon cereal. It has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, GMO-free. There are... <laughs> Four great flavors to choose from. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I liked frosted the best because it is a flavor of the uh, hair tips that early 2000s Eric wanted, but is told his brittle baby hair wouldn't retain the bleach. Um, so I um, would just look at videos of Lance Bass and uh, Justin Timberlake and dream and dream, and then go back and my cereal box fort. Anyway. Magic Spoon tastes great, and it has become my go-to cartoon watching breakfast because I'm still watching those cartoons. Go to magicspoon.com slash rockstars and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code rockstars at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. Isn't that great? That's magicspoon.com slash rockstars and use the code rockstars for free shipping. All right, we're moving on to our Discord Rogue Theory. So every week we play a game of Rogue Theory with our friends and patrons on the New Rockstars Discord server. This week we had some patrons pitch theories about Quentin Tarantino's proposed Star Trek film script. Mm -hmm. We had some fun theories this week 
from the Analog Kid and Un Pantalone, but our winner was Sinister Super Spy. They pitched a real fun theory that combined the multi-layered ensemble plot of Pulp Fiction with all the Romulan and Klingon political maneuvering of Star Trek lore. He even squeezed some 70s music in there. How does that sound to you guys? If there's one thing that Tarantino can do really well, it's a period piece. So if you give him a period piece that takes place in the future, uh, I think you gotta win. Yeah, I could see that. And then they're like cruising with some really good music in space. Ooh, that's such a good mix of like future tech and like kind of, you know, past. I dig it. I could see that. It'd be hilarious if there was, because there's several episodes of the original series where they would just go yeah. to a planet where it's like, but this planet is just like Earth in the 20s. It'd be funny yeah. if their movie was just literally like, it's Star Trek, but they go to Earth in the 90s. And it's just Pulp Fiction, <laughs> but with Star Trek characters. Uh, well, you can play along with us too. You can have your theory read on an episode of Rogue Theory just by becoming a patron of New Rockstars at patreon.com slash new rockstars and joining our Discord. It's a really great community. We have a, a bunch of cool stuff that we do uh, with all of our friends friends there so check that out all right let's move on to our other topic we were talking about suicide squad james gunn's uh, suicide squad sequel but it's called the suicide squad of course james gunn is constantly posting on social media but he's actually been pretty tight-lipped about the plot of this quasi sequel we haven't actually gotten confirmation on what characters the giant cast that includes john cena nathan fillion idris elba who these people will be playing uh, but there are some speculative theories out there that the reason all these people were cast is we're going to have some kind of opening montage where most of them are just brutally <laughs> killed off. So I want to know from you guys, pitch me which member of this new Suicide Squad film will be killed off first. And DJ, why don't you go first here? Well, I uh, my overarching theory is that I think a lot of the original cast is not going to make it very long in the movie to the point where Ooh. I actually think that might be the reason Will Smith didn't want to do it because they're like, yeah, you're going to be in the movie and we're going to kill you off like 10 minutes in. And he's like, nah, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if I had to pick one, if I had to narrow it down to one person, I think Rick Flagg uh, is done for. Okay. Uh, and wow. to the, I'm also just generally shocked that he made it out of the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Because he seemed like uh, ripe to be cannon fodder. Um, so I would imagine that, like, like you said, opening sequence, a lot of them are going to be off just to emphasize the nature of this team in a way that maybe we didn't get in the first movie. Um, and and I think Rick Flagg is one of those that like always oh, part of the original team, so everybody's going to be sad about it. But also, he, he doesn't have powers, and we don't really care. So it's not going to be that yeah. big a deal. <laughs> like it's not going to mess up the plot that much if we off him. Do you have like an imagined death scenario for him? Uh, you know, I don't know. It kind of depends on on what the mission is. I think there have been rumors that uh, this might uh, somehow tie in with Black Adam. I feel like at this point, mm. that seems like a stretch. Um, so I would I would not be surprised if we're kind of presented with like um, a a combat scenario set in the Middle East. I know at the beginning of John Ostrander's run um, dealt with like an international terrorist team of superpowered people. Uh-huh. It may be cool to get an homage to that, but like it, it could be just as simple as he gets a bullet in the head. It's interesting you bring up John Ostrander. It seems like with the new logo title design, it seems like they're evoking the John Ostrander era of Classic Run. Squad. Classic Run, highly recommended, yeah. very good. All right, DJ, uh, I am awarding you another one roguey sparkle buck for you, for your theory on Rick Flagg. Thank you, thank you. And that becomes something over here. 
I mean, of course yes. it does. I know. I know. We all know what the rules are. <laughs> yeah, we all know what the rules are because that's why I have the, my little Mario thing. But the batteries died on years ago, or or they haven't been installed yet because I just got it from the butt. That's right. That's right. That's what it is. That's how science works. <laughs> that is. All right, um, Angelica. Who do you think will be the first to die in the Suicide Squad? Okay, so kind of similarly, I was thinking that they might want to start fresh and might kill off a lot of the characters from the first film uh -huh. but i'm thinking that if i had to choose one it would be captain boomerang and i'm, I'm not sure but i kind of want to tie in the australian theme here so if there's like a kangaroo i know there's isn't there like a marvel kangaroo person i, I, I believe there is <laughs> yeah okay i know we can't really cross over too much with that but like something similar so he gets in the fight with a kangaroo or just like generally another aussie um i'm here for it so captain boomerang i think he's gonna fall first i, I uh, you know, yeah. with james gunn there's no reason why he wouldn't just have him fight like a jacked up kangaroo and then the kangaroo yeah. wins i mean we've all seen the yeah. image of the jacked up kangaroo and we've yeah, all we've thought that. about could wrong? i take yeah. this kangaroo probably not exactly <laughs> yeah, no. it's like this uh, a lot less of a funny interaction. I will say in the most recent Suicide Squad comic, it is written by uh, Tom Taylor, who is an Aussie. So they've kind of incorporated, there's like a resistance team made up of primarily Australian characters. So maybe they're not going to show up. But like, hey, if you want to stick with the Australian theme, you know? Yeah. Let's do I, it. I, I would love that. Task Force or something. And you know, know, watching Birds of Prey, I feel like the one other DCU character that showed up in there was Captain Boomerang, right? Like there was a wanted poster in the police station. So oh, that's yeah. the one they kill off in the in the, in the Suicide Squad. It'll be yeah. super fun. Like they they set up this idea that they're building a world for him, but then like Jai Courtney's just like, nah, screw it, kill me off. You know, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. All right, uh, Angelica, I am also awarding you a uh, one Rogie Sparklebug, only because for both you and DJ, there are some of these other cast members that I really, really want to see killed off in that opening montage okay, a bit more fair. than those two. Um, but I'm awarding you one. Okay, perfect. Let go of it. Let oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, it came out. It's a little um, Star Trek cat pin. Oh. So cute. It's Engineering Kitty. Cute. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I didn't want to part with it, but um, you deserve it. Mine now. Yoink. <laughs> or meow now? Hmm? Meow. Forced it. Meow. Didn't work. Regretting it immediately. No. Chauvin, yeah. bail um, me out here. This out. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I actually liked the idea that you kind of like had like this opening montage where people just start dying. Uh -huh. um, I do think that there will be something maybe akin to that, or even in Deadpool two during the uh, the jump scene where a bunch of people yeah, are yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and there are so many great people to choose from. I I do think that uh, John Cena as it is it Oath Keeper or Peacekeeper. I, I think that there is Peace a chance. Peacekeeper. Peace I, I, knowing that Peace character, though, I hope he yeah. lasts longer. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Flewless character. I hope he lasts till like the trilogy is over. Uh -huh. um, the character, though, that I think makes the most sense to die early on and in the most funny, weird way is actually James Gunn's brother. Sean Gunn. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sean Gunn uh, has, has a tendency to make a, an appearance in a lot of his brother's stuff, which is fantastic. Um, but any chance, anytime uh, family gets the chance to kill family, it's only a positive win-win situation. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and especially going back to their trauma days, they, you know that he, <laughs> yeah, James yeah. has some idea. It's like, dude, what if we kill you with like a uh, like a trip mine, but only <laughs> half your body explodes, and then the rest of your body actually gets eaten by like a man shark or something? Uh, and he's like, that's a great idea. So I think that they just have so much fun killing each other. And I think we'll we'll see Sean Gunn's. Uh, if IMDb is to be believed. In that case, I think it's Javelin, who also does die in the mm. comics. And how Javelin beats Green Lantern is kind of beyond me. But, you know, leave Deshaun Gunn to figure out how to do it. I think that we will see his death near the beginning of the movie because, honestly, he doesn't need the paycheck for, like, a long movie time or anything. He's still living off those royalties of Gilmore Girls on Netflix. So he's sitting pretty on his mountains of money and uh, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll stop by for a few minutes. Sure, James. I'm in. I'm in. Kill me off. I love in the scenario that Sean Gunn's still like doing his uh, little brother James Gunn. Oh yeah, whatever guy. I'm so wealthy from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like what you're working with Marvel and DC. Sibling nah, rivalry. Don't even care. Yeah, I don't know don't if that's how the money's work. I don't think Netflix pays any actor that much. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do love that idea, and it makes a lot of sense to me, Joven. So I'm awarding you one. I'd award you more, but I just feel so bad for Sean Gunn for having to play Rocket and as a stand-in actor for like <laughs> Endgame, for Infinity War, for the Guardians movies. And he's man, the knees on that guy. And, I can't like, even oh, imagine geez. the strength he must have from crouching around. So he deserves and, and a bit more screw time. Uh, but you're getting one. So there you go. I'll take the one. And, and as I uh, reach in, uh, I would like you to stop handing me sharp objects. Uh, more <laughs> no, no. knives from my team days. This one has flames on the side because I thought that was cool. Uh, <laughs> and knives. You thought knives days, were cool folks. too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just recently got rid of my swords. All right. We are now moving on to Rogue Questions. It is anyone's game here in this episode of Rogue Theory. Let's yeah! do it. Question Let's one. Go. Ryan Reynolds released a joke streaming service, Mint Mobile Plus, that only streamed one movie, his 2003 flick, Foolproof. If you had a streaming service with only one movie, what would that movie be? I think it's the greatest superhero movie of all time, Shrek. Okay? <laughs> you can never get too much Shrek in your life. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. <laughs> Shrek is life. <laughs> and who is is Shrek the superhero of that story? I uh, can't. Yeah, uh, maybe Donkey. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Donkey talks. Shrek is just a, a standard ogre before an unusual thing has been applied. Yeah. Shrek might be the the straight man of that movie. Fiona. But he is a hero. Yeah, Fiona. Fiona. Yeah, yeah. Fiona's yeah. the the superhero. All right, all right. Shrek's a good option. What else? Okay. Who else? I, I think I would have to go with Mandy. Uh, which came out a couple years ago, starring <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's possibly the greatest movie ever made by people, um, and which is why I think it deserves its own streaming service. I do believe it's on Shutter right now, it so is, if you have that yeah. platform, so I would go check it out. There is uh, directed by Panos Cosmatos, um, and it is impossible to describe other than the fact that uh, uh, Nicolas Cage takes um, some significantly altered biker LSD, uh, which messes up his brain, and there is a chainsaw fight between two people wielding chainsaws. So uh, uh, that's all you need to know. And you should go check it out. It's got everything you need. Yep. This uh, is like the John Wick pencil situation, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, chainsaws. it's a lot It's a lot weirder. It's a lot weirder a movie <laughs> yeah, than John okay. Wick. Yeah, okay. Chainsaws are pretty pretty wild, yeah. That's fair. Okay. All right, Joven, what do you think? Uh, I would actually one-up Ryan Reynolds and kind of like throw <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in a Ryan Reynolds off. And give him uh, another obscure Ryan Reynolds movie that not a lot of people saw, but more people need to see, which is called Voices, 
Uh, it's a nice little rom-com that you can watch during um, uh, during October, where Ryan Reynolds plays an individual that uh, is not taking his medication and actually uh, has, I guess, like schizophrenia, uh, might be killing some people. Anna Kendrick is in it as well, which makes it ten times better. Uh, but he's got like he has a cat and a dog, and he hears voices from the cats and the dog, uh, and, and the cat is like his like evil demon on his on his side, and the dog is like the angel. Uh, oh my god, it's a must watch. I saw it on Netflix. It, it has to still be there. But yeah, I would uh, I would give Ryan Reynolds a, a run with his money, uh, with his actual money, and, and have voices. Yeah. Well, uh, Joven DJ, you both gave excellent recommendations that actually would uh, get me to purchase that streaming app. But Angelica, you understand truly that Shrek is love and Shrek is life. Yeah, <laughs> I do. You, you understood the spirit of the game, so, so you get a rogie for that Yay! one. Yay! And it came out as another heart, but it's a it's a darker one than this other one. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, all right, question two. Astronomers say the star Beetlejuice, not the same spelling, the star Beetlejuice, not the movies. You get it. You get the star. Uh, has, uh, it has appeared dimmer lately because of a giant cloud of space dust. What did you do to release that space dust? Uh, the thing is, I actually said Beetlejuice three different times and the star Beetlejuice is actually where Beetlejuice the 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 creature we'll call him gets his power from so as as he then gets brought down to earth he pulls from the power of that said star to exist here on earth so Beetlejuice walks among us you just created some Beetlejuice lore. I'm very yeah. excited by this. I think yeah, we're yeah. looking at this the wrong way. I think we're talking about like, oh, we can't see Beetlejuice as well. I think Beetlejuice has been seeing what's going on, on Earth, and he's just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's staying away. I don't, I don't need any of that. Let's just cover that. You know, like when you see a spot on the wall, you're like, I'm just going to move a plant in front of it or something. Not, not worry yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fair. <laughs> this space dust is actually an entity and it's really just Galactus coming for Earth, and ready to uh-huh. contend in the apocalypse year of 2020. I think that's what. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think he's coming. It's something. Something is coming. Zombies. Uh, I, I think. I think DJ's answer is the most accurate. I think there's so, yeah. some celestial bodies out there that are like, no thanks, pass. So you get the point. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Grab it. It's the Superman <laughs> car. Oh. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow, so many good things on the wow. other side. Wow. All right, our final question. Uh, speaking of uh, some merch, some toys, Toymaker Infinity Studios is releasing a life-sized $3,000 Jason Momoa Aquaman torso statue complete with realistic hair and silicone skin. What activity would you like to do with your lifelike Aquaman torso? A non-sexual activity. Because you I know had that's to where specify. All of our you yeah. had to specify. Okay. I, I have to. I have to. Well, I gotta say right off the bat, I think that's a trick question because I think no matter <laughs> anything you do with it is immediately more sexual because you've got a life like Jason Momoa bust. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just yeah. you're, so you're no saying not sexual. No matter what you, sexual, yeah. you could be, it's you could be get watching. The blood boiling. Yeah, you're gonna watch yeah. Netflix. It's immediately Netflix and chill time. That's you know you can't help it. Yeah, you could be discussing abstinence with that torso statue, and it would still be too sexy. Sexual. Yeah. Uh, I I will wind up doing a, a little Home Alone two partying where I just put it in front of like a stool that's actually kind of rotating in front of the window with music playing, and so people walking by, it's like, is that Joven's place? <laughs> is Jason Momoa partying <laughs> with Jovenshire? What? 
Instant popularity points. Oh yeah, you'd you'd be like the best person on the block. Like you'd be you're the main character of your entire street. Yeah, yeah. but everyone's like, you know, I don't think Momoa really likes Joving because he just keeps staying in like this far corner of the house and won't move. He's a wallflower. It's fine. You can explain it. Him. Um, so I'm thinking that, you know, I'll probably talk to it because quarantine's been real lonely. But also, maybe I'll put it on my car, like on the hood of my car and just drive around. It's not safe, but it's fun. And I think it would be real flashy and it would, it, it would make my 2020. It would be super cool. It'd be like when Jason Momoa, um, teen wolfed the Batmobile in, uh, Justice yeah. League. Yeah. Just put on the hood of my car and just have to like look around. I guess <laughs> I could like put on cameo top. in Mad Max when he's on the uh, on the car and not a. Uh, yeah, and then I'll get up on the back of the car like Mad Max and or I guess yeah. the front and just start playing guitar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's driving this thing? And then I'll braid his hair sometimes. Yeah, yeah it'll yeah. be fun. Uh, three great answers, but I got to give the point to uh, Joven for finding a practical use for. The completely impractical Home Alone uh, Wet Bandits trick. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that point. And it uh, it actually comes out as... Uh, uh, I'll take that point, and it's... Uh, an empty bottle of whiskey. Come on, dude. Oh. Really? Make sure it's full next time. Joven, I'm very concerned. You got knives, you had to get rid of swords, and you have an empty bottle of whiskey. What is going down in the Joven Shire oh. Shire? You should be concerned. Quarantine <laughs> has been a real long time over here. Oh, Jesus. Oh boy. Uh, well, Joven, I'm afraid to ask you what your wish is, but you did win this episode. So, um, what is your wish? Oh, uh, my wish is going back to my uh, totally accurate uh, um, reveal of Danny DeVito coming back as as the the penguin. And in your best Batman impersonation, I need you to tell uh, the penguin that he he's going to be brought down and brought to justice. Which Batman? Uh, any Batman of your choice. Okay. Um, let's see. I will do the. Uh, I'll, I'll do Adam West Batman. Hey, Penguin. Your days are numbered, and I'm afraid that it's going to be back to Antarctica for you. Is that Adam West? This is good. That was good. I'll give it a solid. I'll give it a good clap. clap. Yeah, he'd be proud. Well, I just really want to do like penguin hands. They're like this, right? Or they like? <laughs> can you imagine doing a whole movie like that and then just stuck in these gloves? Yeah, and he's in crafties. They just they accidentally like he can't take the gloves off. He's like stuck in crafties trying to eat like this with like lobster claws. I think they're like this. Danny DeVito has a feeder on set. Someone goes uh, around just feeding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I volunteer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I volunteer. I volunteer. It's always sunny. It's always everywhere he goes. <laughs> Well, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank our guests, uh, 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 Joshua Ovenshire, Joven. Thank you for joining us this week. Always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, check me out on, online and stuff at the Joven Shire. That's right. Uh, and a Trey, Angelica hey. Trey. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was always, I mean, as always, it's great talking with you guys. And feel free to check out all you know my other social medias, um, including Twitch at a Trey and my Instagram at Angelica Trey. And uh, thank you for coming back and joining us today, DJ Wooldridge. Of course, thank you for having me. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash, every place that matters. And please uh, check out Only Stupid Answers wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube. Uh, we're doing new content all the time, including Lovecraft Country Reviews. Ooh, oh God, I love that show. Hope, I'd love to talk about that more. That's that's amazing. Uh, check that out. Uh, check out that show. That's it's, it's so awesome if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, thank you again to everyone for watching and for, um, and for sticking around this 
this far, we know most people don't get all the way to the end of the episode, but those of you who do are special ones deep in our hearts. Don't forget to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed and stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and other shows. Follow us on Twitter and social media at New Rockstars. Follow me at EA Boss, and we'll see you next week. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask. (laughs) 